You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a cold Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Everybody had a great evening last night. Uh, pressure treated fine from Great Southern. Always remember, if it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Yellow is one of the most important colors of the day, at least when it comes to building outdoors, no matter your project. Whether it be a pier, deck, fence, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. And it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. So if you're going to build, build it right. Head to your local dealer and get the best for the next outdoor project. And remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. 205-342-9904 is the phone number here, not to Yellowwood. Twitter account at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson. One email for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Uh, I got a lot to say this morning, Dad, what you get your little deal about. Well, I got a lot to say, too. Joe's supposed to have gotten us, uh, text him to get us. Nick Saban's press conference, and they don't do it. We'll get it. We'll get I'm it. I'm fixing to run me some folks off up there. We'll get it. Go ahead. What you got this morning? Well, the big news this morning, some some news, I'll say the big news for last. Uh, sea Island, Georgia, is where they have the golf tournament. Justin Verlanger, Verlanger has won his third Cy Young Award in baseball. Tennessee beat uh, Florida Gulf Coast pretty badly. He won 50 UAB. Ninety-two, sixty-one over Presbyterian, and Arkansas won against South Dakota State. Um, uh, the big news is that Texas beat Gonzaga ninety-three to seventy-four in the worst loss that they've had since uh, I forget exactly when they said it was uh, a, long, a long, long time. I think I want to say twenty fourteen or something. Um, so, uh, I think Gonzaga comes in to play Alabama. Texas just whipped them left and right. Um, we have a, we have two players who are trying to put an S on their hand to represent them and represent everybody as far as revenue sharing, uh, from the NCAA. We got, we don't have amateur athletics anymore. Most of you are smart enough to understand that. Uh, amateur athletics is gone as far as football and basketball stuff is concerned because of the situation that, that is, continues to come up. It was, it was the worst fit loss since 20, 2014. And uh, so Texas got a great team. Yeah, they had their new, new arena. So they they got a 10,000-seat arena. I don't give that so. a new arena or not. Well, it was just you know, one of those nights. Things happen. I wouldn't. Oh, they do? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, on the road, and sometimes things get out of hand. Okay, I'm through then. Are you saying you think, Gonzaga, you think Gonzaga's a bad team because they got beat that bad? I'm asking. I'm not. Is that what you're no. saying? 
No, I'm not saying it's bad at all. I'm just saying that it was unusual. Michigan, they beat Michigan State, and that was the place that both teams didn't know much what was going on. But I, I'm not saying they're a bad team. I mean, not a bad team, but they, you know, they were picked number one and so forth. So I thought it was, I thought it was a decent story, but no, I don't care. Well, it, the new arena is. Did you see the arena that they had no, in Texas? No. What did they do? Just, they put all. Yeah, it's ten, well, it's, I don't know what it's, but they got all the students around the court, uh, so they had a, a real home court advantage in there. So uh, I think SEC, uh, they'll be a good addition to the SEC in basketball and football for sure. So um, anyway, it was electric in there last yeah, night. Tim, Tim Brando on, he's very hard to get on. He's up in New York, and uh, he's got two basketball games and a football game Saturday somewhere. So um, that's it. I don't care. I think, uh, all right. I think college football, uh, I think the people that have made some of these decisions, uh, I hope people call in on this, are, are ruining it. Uh, and I think these bowls are going to be a disaster, and this is why. Uh, now the transfer portal opens up December the 5th. I know. And it goes to the 18th. January 18th. And you're going to have so many guys get in this portal that how many teams do you think that take these bowl games won't even have enough to play in the bowl uh, because they have so many guys uh, in the portal. Uh, so I think these bowl games will completely suffer. Uh, if, if, if you're Nick Saban or any coach here uh, in the SEC and you're not going to the Final Four, those guys got to kind of go ahead and make a decision on what they're going to do because they're going to try to get out of here uh, at the semester, if you had fifteen or twenty guys go into the portal, are you going to let them play in the bowl game? I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I think we, we've let we're letting athletes run the show now, and this is what's happened through all this stuff. I, I was with somebody the other day. The media guy said he thought it was great. You know why he thought it was great? He thought it was great because his show was a lot easier and better because he could do his show and, and go through all this crap. That's the reason he thought it was better. Uh, I don't. I don't know if 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 I go if I don't have enough people to play, then I just don't go. I don't play. But I'm saying, so if a guy gets in the portal, are you going? Are you going to let him? But he's not going to have to leave. Let's say guys leaving Alabama. Let's just say this. He's going to TCU. Uh, are you going to let him play in the bowl if he's in the portal? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. I, I just think that went through and find out. I, I don't know that. I don't know if I would or not. So I, I guess I my I point is, when they put these dates in there, December fifth to January eighteenth, I understand these guys got to figure out where they're going. But when you open up and you can transfer and be immediately eligible, that's what's going to happen. So you'll have, I think Texas A and M pulled out of a bowl last year. They used COVID. Uh, they didn't want to play anymore because their guys didn't want to play. So you're going to run into this. You're not going to have enough because guys are going to be in the portal. Also, Aiden, when these when you come to campus here, I don't, I don't think people realize this, Dad. Now these guys live everywhere, all right? They used to live in Bryant Hall. And if you hear all the players talk about it, that was the best experience that they had was living there uh, with their teammates. Now a guy – Signs a year lease his apartment, right? He's got a year lease. Come semester, I'm going to transfer. 
So he just transfers and leaves that lease sitting there, and that's going to destroy his credit. They're not going to let you out of the lease. You sign the year lease unless you can find somebody to sublease it for you. Well, they, they destroy it. So, so what? Destroy it. Until you leave him, let him, let him handle that himself. Well, I'm just saying that's another consequence of what's going to happen to these kids who don't understand their credit rating, the credit score, all that. They're going to leave. All kind of consequences for jumping around, jumping over a thousand of them. People just. People un- unhappy with everything, you know. Begin at uh, wide out, wide out of Arkansas. He quit. They asked Sam Putman, Putman, where did he go? He said he quit us. And he he was disciplinary. Had some disciplinary problems, and they held him out of half. And he seemed tickled enough to play after the, after holding him out. He came in there and played, and all of a sudden somebody got to him and he, he quit. Yeah. So you get you open at the portal on the fifth. You have the early signing period on the 22nd. So now you got to fire coaches during the season because as soon as the season's over, you got to have the new guy hired. So I, I just don't think people that people that have never recruited or never coached, I hear all these people, they don't really understand the problem. Well, of course they don't. They, they don't. got no idea. Yeah, and no they got, problem. they got no cotton picking idea what goes on at all. You know, you got, you know, you're in a, in a numbers program and you can't get, enough people to want to play you don't want to go out there with a bunch of guys who don't want to play they want to go and get their gifts for the role and then lollygag around and and uh and you've got those guys who are, who are have a chance to go to the pros they think uh and make big money and their daddy has told them that you shouldn't play in this bowl game it means nothing and you might get hurt so you've got another group of guys that don't the bowls if you have stated is and as Nick Saban stated long ago, it's going to bring it's going to bring a lot of problems. Yep, uh, no doubt. All right, let's get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Bring Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Morning. Good morning, Barry. The end is near. I kept, we kept thinking talking about this, but I got a funny, sick feeling in my stomach uh, until this happens, and I just got a feeling that uh, Auburn's going to wind up with Lane because uh, they're going to offer him too much money. That's their man. That's who they want. I just got a funny well, situation. That's okay. I'm offering. Get them getting. What's the, what's the big deal about it? Well, I didn't want Auburn to be that good, Coach. Uh, but, you know, it's out of my hands. Coach, did I hear you right yesterday? And I apologize. I got it mixed up. I thought it was going to be next week that you was in Huntsville. No, I've already been. I'm sorry. Coach, I, I sure did want to go see you, and I was off too, and that's what's so bad about it. Uh, yeah. I misunderstood what you. Well, they changed. They changed it. Sonny got it mixed up. They they changed it. Uh, they did. All, it's always the, the Tuesday of the Alabama Auburn game, but they they had to change it for some reason when they gave it to Sonny. Well, I wish I would have been listening. That's okay. And, and, and you didn't miss that anything because well, I missed yeah. seeing you. Yeah, that's well. on my bucket list. Yeah. Well. I'll catch you for a long time. Catch you next year. Catch you next year, Bryce. Hey, uh, y'all doing okay this morning? It's a little chilly here in Huntsville. Yeah, I'm just mad that people ruined college football. Oh, me too. And I've t- we've been talking about this. Oh, I had an associate, Texas associate, call me last night. Had me two tickets for forty bucks for the game this Saturday. Yeah, I told him I I didn't think so, but uh, anyway. Did y'all hear about Huntsville getting a professional soccer team? Did not. Yes, yeah, they got going to have a, a, a professional soccer team. They're going to play at the, 
they remodeling Joe Davis Stadium. They're going to play there. Nice. Yeah, that, that happened uh, last week, they announced it. Nice. Thank you, Bryce. Appreciate All right, you, thanks. For, I appreciate y'all. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Bring Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat. Hey, good morning, fellas. Got a little bit of laryngitis this morning. I know. I wanted to talk about how bad is it going to be for Vegas to handicap these bowl games. You just think about, you know, you're trying to solve your problems this morning, Barry. But, hey, Vegas handicapping these games, hey, this is going to be a tough, tough deal because you don't know who's going to play. True. I think they'll probably be wait to put the lines out probably because uh, they got to see who's going to opt out and who's going to transfer. And then Aiden – Who's young back there with us? He's shaking his head when I say it's ruining college football. But these guys just don't understand. It really – I mean, everybody always looks forward to the bowls. These bowls are going to be terrible unless you're in the Final Four because these these teams are going to have half their rosters out there playing. this, And there's going to be so many kids, Pat, get into the portal, and they're going to have nowhere to go. And then you can say, well, you blame the kids for that because there's just not going to be enough spots because there's so many. And it's killing the high school kid. People don't recruit to high schools anymore. Alabama does. But Ole Miss, they don't recruit high school kids anymore. So it's a trickle-down effect that people don't understand. Yeah. So yeah, this, it, It's going to be very uh, – the kids are going to have to uh, – they're going to have to be ready to transfer, and they're going to have to be um, – Studying harder. That's what, that's what I do like about. We have to be studying harder in order to be able to come out in January out of high school and and miss the entire senior year. Is this fair to children? I don't know. What do you think, Barry? Well, I think uh, and Dad can comment on this. A lot of these coaches, when these guys say they're going to the portal, they're going to wash their hands of them. And then what do you got coming up, Pat? Finals. So they're not going to care whether they go to the tutors or study hall or not. They're going to leave it up to the kid. And the kids aren't smart enough to realize how many hours they got to have passed to transfer. A lot of coaches just say, that's fine, go ahead. And uh, you don't have to go to study hall anymore. You're not part of this program. They're going to go in there and bomb these finals. And they're not going to be able to transfer. They're going to be because they're going to be ineligible. Uh, people don't. People, I think people will wash their hands up once they dad. Once the guy says he's leaving, he's all right. Well, fine. I, I ain't no doubt, uh, Pat. You don't understand. No. You're not going to transfer and be mad about everything and transfer, but all of a sudden go to your study halls or go to your place to study. That, 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 those two don't go together. I you quit that. You quit that too. I ain't you quit that. You, you, you know where you will make it to be. You'll drop your butt down to a C or D. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's what's so bad. Uh, but I, my question is, hey, do y'all think we're going to go into Texas A&M and uh, raid that program in the portal? I, I don't think Alabama's going to have that many spots. Uh, you know, Alabama's going to be fine. They're, they got they got high school kids coming. I think they'll get a few kids, but uh, uh, I don't know. Do you, uh, they, do you want they, those they, guys they, in Texas A&M? Do you want them? Yeah, they, 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 they ain't beating nobody. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, they, they got a couple of five stores. That one from Tennessee. Yeah, that I, I sure do. And uh, we we got to have a couple of big uglies on the defensive line. Yeah, we got to get them from somewhere because we haven't actually got them uh, committed. Uh, that uh, we're still working on trying to get the two boys. What college football should have done, Pat, is left it the way it was. Let the signing date in February and say nobody can even get into the portal till after the bowls are over. Uh, and then when the bowls are over, exactly. you can get in the pup portal, and you got like a ten day now. It's very tough to get to another school and get in and get do all the things that you got to do. Or you got to stay the entire calendar year, 
and be eligible in order to transfer. Now, if you did that, but yeah, but that would have been better. Yeah, a lot better. So thank you, uh, Pat. Well, have a blessed day, Mary. Somebody needs to make you in charge, man. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. All right, bye bye. All right, uh, if you guys got a comment on any of that, two zero five three four two nine nine zero four two minute truck at thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050 for the free estimates. Two-minute truck movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel. Lurling southbound, slow toward downtown. And Skyland slow out at McFarland. Now, if you see other conditions, give us a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. The Tuscaloosa County Commission has set February 14th for a referendum vote to raise property taxes in Tuscaloosa County to better fund education. The Valentine's Day vote will be split into two ballots, one to raise the rate by five mills and a separate measure to raise it by another three mills. The last ad valorem tax vote was in 1996 in Tuscaloosa County. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more. Local news, sports, and weather coverage, it's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. Girl Scouts do more than sell cookies. They're exposed to so many opportunities in science or outdoors, animal medicine, robotics. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures stay below average through the weekend across Alabama. A sunny sky today, Tuscaloosa's high 50. We go below freezing tonight, clear with a low at 27. For tomorrow and Saturday, sunny both days, highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 29 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you when you build a five-star backyard build it to last and do it with pressure treated pine from great southern if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it you don't want it all right to the yellowwood hotline bring joey into the show good morning joey good morning coaches like coach wimp uh i was just a couple of things that i haven't heard anybody discuss i'd like your feedback and insight one, we never hear any interviews with players who tra- were going to transfer. They got in the portal, and they're out of college now. They're having to pay their own way. We're, they're never interviewed, and we hear nothing public. Right. Um, the other thing is we, we also never hear anything about the um, federal and state income tax uh, 
you know, complications that may come with these athletes. Are they having to pay taxes now? Um, we we used to hear them before it was illegal to get, when it was wrong to get paid, like the Michigan Five, uh, they got $100,000. We never heard about what would the federal government do about that 100000 in taxes. Well, Just the, point, the, the point is that, uh, Joe, is that it's not news. Once you transfer and go somewhere else, people don't, people that you left don't care. The people that uh, are going to take you, they care to some extent because they want you, I guess. But it's it's not it's not it's not news. And you know, sports people don't put that out. You know, that, that's behind the scenes stuff that you know just never comes out. I think you're, I think there will be some stories come out of guys that maybe ruined their careers and made mistakes of getting in there. And I I do think we've had. Uh, a guy, and they have with the with the money. You know, some of these people have families that understand taxes and tax implications, and they have accountants, and then they have it also set up, uh, Joey, to where they can take it as a ten ninety nine, but also take it where all the tax is pulled out uh, for them and, and and help them. So they have uh, these schools like Alabama, places like that. They have options to how these guys actually get this money, so that they they don't get hurt on the things that you're just talking about. Okay. Yeah, I I just was, you know, trying to get y'all's insight, and I know some of the coaches, like you had players, like Mac Jones, he didn't get his till he was a senior or his last year. I don't think he and, ever got nil money. I don't think nil. No, was but I mean he developed, but he yeah. developed, yeah, and he hung in there until he got his shot. And there's players that are thinking I can start right away, and they don't work on that development, and they lose the uh, closeness they may have with certain assistants. And they, like you said, they hurt their career. I was just, and but then some of them are out of college because they don't they don't get to go somewhere. It's just the, you never hear that. Yeah, the, it's the it's the rules are bad, but they make them worse when they put the timelines in here. When you put December fifth, you got you can get the portal starting on the fifth. Well, you're ruining the bowls when you do that. So these, and when you say the sign-in date is December twenty-second. Then you see situations like Brian Harson. We got to go ahead and fire this guy now because we got to be ready to fire and have our guy in place as soon as the season's over because we got to save recruiting because the signing date's on the 20th. So the dates that they have this stuff, I think, is where they've missed it in college football. Yeah. Well, thank you all. I appreciate your okay. feedback and letting me ask. Thank you, Joey. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. He, you know, he is right. And, you know, I know people are probably like, well, the guy signed the lease. Well, if you sign a lease to your apartment, uh, Aiden, and you decide you want to go to Texas, you know what you say, well, I don't want to stay in school in Alabama. Are they going to let you out of that lease over there? Well, they are very you have to, yeah, <laughs> you have to understand that any time you come to the lease deal or to the transfer portal, that the coaches your transfer portal have little interest in you. They have no interest in you. you know, they, they, you know, they go and get your books and put them up and do whatever – and, but they they not they not they not they're not helping you along the way. If they want to keep you, the problem that you have with the transfer deal is that you recruit kids, and then you have to re-recruit them to stay. So the assistant coaches do the re-recruiting. Whoever they whoever recruited that kid re-recruits that kid to try to get him to stay. If if he wants him to stay. If he doesn't want him to stay, he just tells him good luck, do the best you can, and goes on with. That's the way. That's the way they do. And so that, that's the problem that you have to re-recruit them 
if the kids are fannies in order to get them to stay in some cases, um, which some coaches don't do, uh, the head coach pretty much stays out of most of that. There are times that the assistant coach will say, let's go talk to, to Coach Coach Saban or Coach whoever and, and talk about this some more, called knowing full well that Coach Saban wants to keep the kid. But if Coach Saban doesn't want to keep the kid, then – and they they just let him go. Yeah, I also got put in a rule, um, Aiden and Dad. If a guy, if a coach leaves, like Lincoln Riley went to USC, if you follow him, you got to sit out a year. Lane Kiffin, you know, use all that money. If he goes to Auburn, he used all, all uh, Ole Miss's money recruit this kid over at Pike Road. He probably gonna go to Auburn and take him with him. There ought to be some punishment there. Not punishment, but if, if that kid wants to go to Auburn or Lincoln Riley wants to take those guys to USC, then those guys, you, if you follow your coach, you got to sit a year. Uh, and, and, and that will keep, you know, from pulling those guys with you. That, that's a bad look. Now, I don't blame Lincoln Riley. I wouldn't blame Lane Kiffin. If that kid, if he takes the Auburn job and the kid from Pike Road wants to follow him, you're not going to tell him no. Yeah, but he probably wouldn't follow him if he had to sit out a year, would he? No. And so that makes sense would. to me. That that yeah. kind of rule makes well, sense to me. You've got all these committees who half of them, this doesn't go along with this, but when you study, and I, you said, you know, well, I know I know this year is going to be very easy to who who to get into the Final Four, but this, this, this college football committee is a joke. It's a big-time joke, so I don't know. It's just just a mess yeah it's uh, uh it's a it's i'll a, tell you what's not a joke is constant companion animal hospital hospital i've been talking about to take or it's just a uh a vet that's really very very good in dr scott foster uh it's on um at the narrows on highway 280 and uh, you can find it very easily it's 150 the narrows they'll give you uh 50 off on your first visit i don't care what kind of animal you got so here's the number if you need to call them and take your animal by there, 635 area code. Thanks. All right, uh, let me tell you this, people. If you're putting on social media that, that, hey, I tell you what, I got four tickets for the game this weekend. I'm going to reduce the price to 30 bucks or 50 bucks. If anybody buys that, you should be embarrassed. Just go down to the stadium, and right before kickoff, there'll be tickets laying all over the ground down there. People think somebody's going to pay them 50 bucks for that ticket. Uh, Aiden, don't do that. You're going to pay two bucks down at the stadium, uh, and there'll be some people that want to get in. So don't pay 50 bucks for, for the tickets. That's free advice. Let's tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide jumped to number eight in this week's college football playoff rankings. The team also ranks number eight in this week's AP poll. The Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team picked up a huge win against South Alabama on Tuesday night, 65 to 55. Javon Quinterly won the Hard Hat Award and Alabama is now 3-0 on the season. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel. Lurling southbound slow toward downtown. And Skyland slow out at McFarland. Now, if you see other conditions, give us a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Nacho fries are back at Taco Bell. You know, the fries covered in bold Mexican spices you dip in a warm nacho cheese sauce. You could also dunk them into nacho cheese sauce or pour the sauce onto a pile of them and create like a nacho fry. Go below freezing tonight, clear with the low at 27. Or tomorrow and Saturday, sunny both days. Highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 29 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If you want to build it, build it to last. You want to do it with Pressure Treated Pine, go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. All right, Coach Matt with the media. Normally, Wednesdays are pretty short. Yesterday, maybe a minute or two longer, so we'll play the entire press conference. And I want you to listen to what he said about Pete Golding. Uh, he was very positive about Pete Goldie. A lot of people didn't like that for some reason. People don't want you talking positive about uh, one of your coaches. Uh, and then they, people had all their various reasons to why they think Coach said that. But uh, here's Coach Saban yesterday in the Malmore building after practice. You know, we talk a lot about culture. We talk a lot about identity. But really, what 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 makes you sort of motivated what creates an identity for all of us you know we all strive for you know self-respect so but how do we go about doing it you know there's a lot of successful people who you know really aspire to accomplish certain things they have goals and aspirations they know exactly what they have to do to do it and they go about every day with a positive attitude and a lot of positive mindset to try to accomplish those things and when they get to it you know they usually have success because they're well prepared and then a lot of other people need something bad to happen um, need to get humiliated uh, before you know they really sort of respond uh, because their pride is hurt their self-respect is hurt and then they really respond and do well at things and you know it's a life lesson for all of us um, to choose the first path and that goes a long way in creating an identity, you know, as a, for you as a person, as well as for us as a team. And that's certainly what we're trying to strive for, you know, to finish this season, you know, to play in this game for what we want to accomplish, what we want to do, reestablish the identity that we want in Alabama football. And, you know, that's what we're going to, you know, try to finish and do. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how players choose to do that. So, you know, I told the players earlier in the week, I said, you know, nobody should be able to come to practice and watch practice and be able to know who we're playing this week. If you're really motivated to do things the right way and you want to go play well, regardless, then no, nobody would be able to come here and know that who we're playing right, because it's how you go about your work, it's what you do, and uh, I think that's 
you know, the culture that we're trying to create and what we're trying to get our players to understand and try to do. So, and they, you know, I think a lot of them do it well. Some of them are learning lessons on how to do it well. Austin P has a defensive back named Trey Stover, whose father, Nikita Stover, was on your first two teams here. Is it a surreal feeling for you when you come across some second-generation players whose fathers you coached? Yeah, but that started a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I coached Mark Ingram's dad. Yeah, it is. And... But it also, <laughs> it also <laughs> makes me aware of how long I've been doing <laughs> But in a good way, in, in a good way. Um, so yeah, it does. But I actually didn't know that. You know, I knew the, the name of the player, but I never made the association. Appreciate you telling me that. Just where to Jameer Gibbs and, and Eli Rickstein with their injuries coming out of the game? Well, we'll see. You know, we'll, they're kind of day-to-day in terms of how they're doing and what they're doing. And, you know, we'll, 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 we won't be able to make that determination until closer to the game. Come over here to Charlie. You talked about Kendrick Law a lot after the game, but how has that whole freshman class of receivers kind of made progress this season? You know, I think the freshman receivers – um, are a very talented group, and I think there have been times when, you know, each one of them have made really, really good plays. Uh, I think the biggest thing is with young players is that consistency in performance. Uh, they're not used to the grind of, you know, this kind of competition over this long a period of time, and um, that's that comes with experience. It comes with maturity, uh, but I'm very encouraged by, you know, that entire you know, class. I mean, Emmanuel Henderson has done really, really well, too. He's starting to really blossom on special teams. Uh, he knows what he's doing at receiver now. Uh, he's very explosive. Um, so, you know, and you've seen, you know, it's like all the other freshmen have played to some degree. A couple other guys that are talented guys like Aaron Anderson has been hurt. Uh, he's finally healthy, and you can see, you know, what his potential might be. Uh, but it's kind of late in the season to try to, you know, get these guys – you know, involved in what's happening. Uh, but I'm very encouraged about that group. We'll step here with Nick. Uh, Pete Goling is your guys' uh, Broyles Award nominee. Uh, what stands out about the job that he's done this season for you guys? Yeah, I think Pete has done a really, really good job. He's very bright. He, he, he uh, you know, articulates well with the players. He's a good teacher. I think he's a good motivator. I think the players respond well to him. And, um, you know, he's added some things that has helped us get better. I, I think, you know, he's done a very good job with the personnel that we have. And I, I just really appreciate the really good job that he's done. I think he's, you know, made really positive steps every year since he's been here. Uh, I love hiring younger guys like that and let them grow and develop, you know, in the organization. And, and he's certainly done a fantastic job of that. You've mentioned some of the young players making kind of more blue-collar plays or some of the unheralded guys kind of making some of those blue-collar plays. Is there a metric that you use to keep track of that? Or how do you go about evaluating the plays that kind of just don't show up on the stat book? I, I, I don't really... I, you know, I've been coaching a long time. 
So you have to define what a blue-collar play is, you know, to me. I mean, offensive linemen, they got a blue-collar play every down. Some positions more than others. Uh, some some positions, every time you score a touchdown, you get accolades. Every time you throw a long touchdown pass, you get accolades. Um, every time you get an interception, you get accolades. But, um, you know, people who are play on special teams, people who are core members of the team, who embrace their role, whatever it is, and they do it extremely well, uh, and they want to contribute in every way that they can, even though it may be a small way, they do it the right way. Uh, I think those guys are all blue-collar guys. That's the way I would define it, I guess. Thank you. Uh, Coach, um, we're all aware of the technique, I guess, of a defensive spy, and I wonder if, um, uh, if that's something that's pretty common against your team with a mobile quarterback or if it's just, uh, just two, four quarterbacks and if they're pluses and minuses to the spy technique. I guess most teams have it in their book anyway. I don't really understand your question totally. So I'm going to rephrase it and you tell me if I got it right. A running quarterback gives our defense more problems. Is that what you're saying? Well, I was really talking about it from the other end for the most part. Uh, a spy what kind of an athlete does it take to spy and is it usually on the quarterback a mobile quarterback and right. what are there pluses and minuses to using that technique well I, I think when you obviously you have a spy you can rush three guys and have a spy you can rush four guys and have a spy that means you got five guys committed to the rush or you got four guys committed to the rush and but the spy only works in passing situations spy only works when the quarterback drop back drops back to pass and then he takes off running when it's actually a um, running play where the quarterback is a runner in the play like an option or a zone quarterback pulls the ball and has the tight end you know leading in front of them that's just like option football that that's responsibility football there is no spy for that somebody's responsible for the quarterback and it could be different guys and different coverages different you know defenses but the spy only works and we do we've done a lot of spying um you know when we've been hurt by the by the um, by the quarterback run like the 31 yard run at lsu um a guy made a mental error in the stunt that we were running so we had a pass rush lane that was open with five guys rushing so um when you have five guys rushing you want to push the pocket so the guy can't get out uh, or you rush four and have a spy. So we rushed five. Um, probably would have had a sack if we'd have done it the right way, or we didn't do it the right way, and the guy ran for 31 yards. And that set up a score. So got to do a better job of teaching guys ash right and ash left. All right. Thanks, Coach. All right. Thank you. The press conference there of... Uh yesterday over in the Malbor building. Sometimes the media tries to, uh, Dad, ask a question to make them sound, I don't know, we got an echo going on here, uh, to make them sound smart, the blue collar question and the spy question, which I know the guy that asks, that usually asks really good questions, but. Uh, <laughs> That's Kurt, man. Yeah, Kurt. Uh, 
but uh, uh, you know, pretty big. But what do you think about what he said about Pete Goldie there? Oh, it's fine. I think I think that's the way he believes. Uh, people that do that, Pete that do that. Uh, let's see now. Uh, he he uh, Pete Golden is responsible for them tackling. He tries to help them all they can, and he tries to teach them, and he has them there. And sometimes they're human, and they miss a tackle. Um, but their 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 defensive stuff has been good. They've done a good job with it overall. Uh, but players players win games. You know, there are formations you put them in differently. But they, uh, Nick Saban is on everything that they do. Heck, he's in charge of defense. He looks at the defense. They talk about the defense. They have defensive meetings. They call the play. He listens to every cotton-picking defensive call that is made on his headset. He knows exactly what it is, and he changes it. He changes it on offense. He changes it on the guy that went from – it went from Florida uh, and uh, uh, went to Florida's his coach. He was about to run something wrong uh, in a in a in the Auburn game. He got the, I, oh, that that was corrected. He didn't care for uh, what was called on the past plays in, in one of the games, uh, A and M one of the games on, on the goal line, and he got them to do something different on the third down. He didn't like that call. And so he has the right to make the calls. If he doesn't like the calls, folks, he can change the cotton-picking calls. So quit getting on the Twitter or whatever you get on and always just busting somebody out there trying to make somebody better. Crap. Look, go, all of you guys who criticize all the coaches, go look in the mirror. That's all I got to say. You can see yourself. So you think this defense played good this year? I think the defense has done okay. I don't think the defense has done that bad. They have, you know, they're one. They're, they're, if there was a mistake made throughout the entire year, and the reason that Alabama is not in Atlanta was because they did not kick the field goal for the touchdown prior to the overtime. If they kick the field goal, the game is over, Alabama wins, and Alabama's in the fight to go to Atlanta. Now, if you want to, just the truth about it, you look at it and look back at it, you can get second-guess everybody in America. If you want one big play that kept Alabama out of going to Atlanta, it is there. It is the touchdown they scored prior to the overtime. I mean the extra point, not the field yeah. goal. Yeah, and they went for the – and they went for the – and they went for two instead of kicking the extra point. If they would kick the extra point, they win the game, they're going to Atlanta. But you got to so admit, I, they they got some issues they got to clean up over there, right? I mean, they're not well, sure. they're not playing near as well as they have in past years. No, they they got all kind of issues. They got on, on both sides of the ball. It, it, it's no doubt about it. The wideouts are just what I said prior to everybody going crazy. The expectation factor. Uh, who sets the expectations? The media sets the expectations. The fans set set the expectations. In some cases, some coaches expect expect their. Uh, ex, uh, Set up their own expectations. That's fine. They want to do that. But uh, are they playing as well as they've been playing? No, they haven't. But even with that, folks, even with that, if they kick the extra point, they're in Atlanta. You list the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel, Lurling southbound slow toward downtown, and Skyland slow out at McFarland. Now, if you see other conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Hey, are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like Inside the locker room, I talked a lot about uh, the beginning of the show uh, how these committees with their timelines have ruined uh, college football. Some people may buy it, some don't. But uh, December the fifth, these guys, these teams, there'll be a lot of teams won't have enough to play a bowl. Uh, nope. get, get to the Yellowwood Hotline here and get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Tom. You with us? Yeah, hey. I right. am. Hey, buddy. Are y'all okay this morning? Uh, Dad's a little riled up this morning, but we're all right. What happened? I missed the first 30 minutes. I, I was late getting oh, to the show. I had some of my best material, Tom, about oh, how the, the committees of these timelines have ruined college football. That you, you're going to have oh, a, you're going to have the transfer portal open up on December the 5th, Tom. So if you've got guys running to the portal, you're going to let them play in the bowl game? You're going to let them play? Because uh, you got the signing date, the 22nd. Uh, you got guys jumping out of there uh, left and right. I think the timing of all that is bad. I think these bowls are going to really suffer because a lot of these teams aren't going to have enough to play. It, it's an interesting dynamic. It, it's no doubt about it. And But the whole thing to me, transfer portal, NIL, uh, playoff expansion, all those kind of things, I think they all are in – in focus for the powers that be for for a reason, and uh, and I, I think that they know that all of this is going to create a huge change in the sport, and I think that's what they were after. So anyway, that's me, and that that's a that's going off in the bushes, which I know y'all don't want to do. Well, I'm even going deeper in it. Uh, guys sign a year lease normally. These these guys don't live in an athletic dorm, so a guys going to bolt in December. Well, he's going to not pay his rent. So then when he gets to be 28 and he goes to buy his first house, his credit's going to be terrible. So, oh, remember when you left Alabama and you had that apartment over there on 15th Street? Well, you didn't pay it for six months. Uh, so you don't qualify for this loan. You can't just dish mm-hmm. out on these leases, can you, Tom? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I've been able to, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm not a. Uh, 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 high-profile individual. I don't even know how. This sounds silly, and Dad can attest to this. Like, how do they even keep enough room for the guys that are coming in? Like, you you have new guys coming in. Well, you got to find them somewhere to live. Uh, You know, most of these housing stuff's taken up all over campus and all. Find these guys places to live and where they're going to live and all those things. That's got to be a headache in itself right there, trying to figure all that out. Oh, you got it. Go ahead. You got no, somebody in, in yeah. charge of, of getting the places for these guys and to come in because it's a complete headache. They're they're completely lost. Yeah, uh, you gotta re, you gotta really want the guy to take him. If he's a transfer, if he's a transfer, you got nobody. Lane Kiffin took sixteen or something on defense, but 
you know, you got to have somebody in charge of that because they, they, you know, they trying to live with their girlfriends and everything else. So it's yeah. it's a it's a headache behind the scenes. Tom, I think they should put in a rule like Lincoln Riley goes to USC. We use all of Oklahoma's money to recruit those kids. So if he goes to USC, yeah, you can follow him to USC. But if you do that, you got to sit out a year. And I think that would stop some of that stuff. Like if Lane Kiffin goes to Auburn, you don't think that guy from Pike Rose is going to be coming right behind him. But if you told him he exactly. had to sit out a year, he probably wouldn't. Probably. Uh, yeah. Because at the bottom of uh, at the bottom line with him is making it to the NFL, you know, that year. Yeah. Uh, those kids are going to look at it being a hamper to yeah. their career. That's right. That's right. Anyway, I, I wanted to respond to some of uh, Coach Saban's comments about okay. uh, the coordinators. And uh, this morning, I was looking at some things. And, uh, you know, Alabama is number two in overall offense in uh, the SEC. They're, they're uh, like six points a game behind uh, Tennessee. And, and uh, they're tied with Georgia uh, for overall defense in the SEC, which I, I think are pretty good numbers when you, when you think about the way the game's being played today. And, and, uh, and I point that out to, I, I think the coordinators on this year's team has been unfairly uh, talked about and run down the country and hated. Uh, but when you look at the numbers, I think they've done a pretty darn good job. The only thing I didn't understand, and maybe it's is when they asked coach about Bill O'Brien he said, I'm not going to evaluate these guys in the public. But then he turned right. around and evaluated Pete Goldie in the public. What was the difference there? Why did he evaluate one but not the that's other? It, that's a very interesting point. But uh, I, I, I have not – this year I cannot get it in my mind that it's the fault of the coaching staff uh, for the demise and the losses that we've had, the two losses, you know uh, – uh, the offense, for example, in ten, in the Tennessee game, we we put up dang near 600 yards of offense, and and uh, because of uh, dumb plays, we got down uh, three touchdowns at the beginning of that game. Fought our way back, got in the game, and was there to win it in regulation uh, with a field goal, and which I thought was uh, out standing job to get that team in that position by the offensive coordinator. Did uh, did you hear what I just said, Tom? I didn't, Coach. I was late getting to the party. Uh, let, me, let me say this to you. If Alabama, before the overtime, before the overtime against LSU, if Alabama kicks the extra point, rather than going for two, Alabama's in Atlanta. Now, you want to blame Pete Golden and uh, uh, the other guy for that? They kicked the extra point instead of going for two. I don't give a dang what kind of charge you got. They're going to Atlanta. That one shot there cost them going to Atlanta. I agree. They win I the agree. game against LSU if they kick it. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that decision. But I, I tell you, I, I'm this right here, Coach. I don't know. I, I've never done it. All I can do is sit here in front of this uh, TV or go to the stadium and watch ball. That's all. Well, I, I, that's smart as I, I am. I understand that, but I, the point is, you know, you're 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 the very opposite of what people. You're great because you you understand coordinators. They have a hard enough job. Most people don't. But my point is, if 
if if Pete Golden or the offensive coordinator had been in charge of that, they would be criticized and run out of town. But Coach was in charge of that one. That's right. He he admitted that it that everything that goes on that field comes through him. Sure, and he can. Oh, and he's a heck of a coach, a great coach, and I texted him after the game. Yeah, I think he's terrific. It just happened to be that that when you go, if you want to go back and look at stuff, and that's what everybody does. If 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 the the, the if is there. All right, Tom, we got to get out to break. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you. All right, we're we're going to get to break here. Uh, We're going to get the Brooklyn report. uh, Garrett Donaldson, uh, he's the senior class president out there, plays basketball really. Uh, great kid, despite his father. I'm just kidding. I know his father well, but uh, we'll talk with Garrett when we get back from break. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. Always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. And the Black Wednesday loan sale at Alabama One's coming up five days, 23 hours, two minutes, and five seconds. 7 a.m. You get the best rate. It goes up a little bit each hour. We'll talk more about that tomorrow uh, with Mike Brown. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel. Lurling southbound, slow toward downtown. And Skyland slow out at McFarland. Now, if you see other conditions, give us a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. Ah, holiday season in Tuscaloosa. The cool nip in the air. Spending Saturdays cheering on the tide. Anticipation of Thanksgiving with the family. And Christmas shopping. Here's a brilliant idea. Feeding on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance agent Andrew Knipper will kick off this 8 o'clock hour. I appreciate Andrew and his staff out there. They do a great job for me on all my insurance. They've got it all. They're at 4705 McFarland Boulevard Suite 3 in Norport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. They will set you right up. 205-722-9201. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. All right, every Thursday we... Uh, thanks to Joe Barger and the city of Brookwood, we uh, promote uh, the city of Brookwood, the players out there, the coaches, the teachers, and we're very fortunate to have Dad. This guy is just like you are in high school. He is the class president, the senior class president out at uh, Brookwood. I know uh, him and his father uh, very well, Garrick Donaldson. Good morning, Garrick. How you doing, my man? Morning. I'm good. Doing good. How are you? We're doing good. Uh, talk about being the president of the senior class and all that comes with uh, being the being the top man in charge there at, uh, at Brookwood, Garrett. Uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. It's uh, great to hear the radio and get to be on it after listening to it for so many years. But uh, being class president, it just comes with a whole lot of responsibilities. I'm sort of the face for the class, so I got to hold myself to a higher standard than what I'm used to, and I just get to be a representative, I think is a really cool thing for me, and uh, I'm glad that I get to represent, you know, such a great class in Brookwood. 
Uh, Dad, you got any advice uh, for being a president? You were the president of your class at uh, Coffee High School. Any advice for Garrett uh, being the president? No, not really. Just organize. Just organize the best you can. Put all the information that you need to put on somebody on the vice president. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do that. When you get older, like you'll be in charge of the reunion. So Dad's always yeah, in charge right. of the reunion. Exactly right. Your reunion, all those things. Have the vice president handle that. Yeah, have your VP handle all that. Garrett. All right, Garrett plays hoops. Uh, I know you guys. I've uh, gotten the season started. Just talk a little bit about it. I know how hard you work in the off season because uh, I've seen you do it. Just talk about uh, what your senior season means to you and, and talk a little bit about your team. The senior season means a lot to me, knowing that you know it's my last year. I want to make this year special. With, I think the group that we have, we have a very solid group, uh, guys who have been waiting their turn to get some some experience on the court. And seeing how hard they work, seeing how it can translate into the season, it's, it's super reassuring to me knowing that I got a lot of great guys to run it with me one more time. And uh, I'm super blessed to have a great coaching staff, a great fan base who can support us along the way. Talk about uh, what is your leadership style? A lot of guys, some guys are very vocal, uh, get after guys. Some guys just come in. Uh, I've got a kid that plays for me, Walker McKee, and he just does it by example. He comes out and works extremely hard hard where those other guys watch how hard he works what, what is kind of your leadership style there with the team uh, Garrett? Uh, i've always been a lead by example uh but occasionally i'll i'll have to be the vocal guy i have to you know get out of people at practice i have to be the, the vocal one during games but i'm more of a lead by example yep that anything for Garrett there hello are you there go ahead that um how many how many people in the class in our in our high school class, yeah, it's your graduate yeah. class at Brookwood. There, yeah. How many? How yeah. many y'all got? Uh, I want to say roughly two thirty-five. Two thirty-five. Wow, uh, a big school there. And that and that graduating class. Yes, sir. Brooklyn. Great garden. See, is it really? Brookwood's got it going on out there. You got, you got a lot of work Brooklyn's to do. I, I, I uh, didn't realize how hard you had to work. Two thirty-five. <laughs> you gonna have all kind of complaints. <laughs> That's good. I know. I'm already preparing for him. Yeah, you, you'll be able to handle it. Uh, talk a little bit about how the, the, the season there, you got uh, two returning starters. I know that will uh, play big roles there. Uh, I know you averaged uh, double figures last year. Uh, talk about the other seniors there. They're going to be with you there for the last time. Uh, well, one of the returning seniors who got uh, meaningful minutes for us, Otis Sims, he's uh, our athletic point guard. He's uh, not afraid to attack the basket. One of our better defenders on the team. He's definitely going to be uh, the second second guy for us. Um, we have a lot of guys last year who got some minutes on varsity. William Shelby, Caven Wise, Tristan Hallman, um, who have all waited their turn, who have waited to, to have their number called. And then we have uh, James Peter Epps and Jonas Donaldson, uh, my brother, who um, are excited to be on the team, who are excited to really prove what they can do. And uh, I think that we all mesh well together. We all create a really good core group of guys who can, you know, go out perform well when others can't and uh, who can step up when they're never called. Yeah, you know, you, you get through the uh, the non-area games, the, the bigger games in high school basketball, we all know are the area games. And that, you know, sets you up for the tournament and then to move on to the state tournament. Uh, talk about your team's goals there and what you guys have set to try to do do this year. Uh, our team goal, obviously, you know, a new area. We're facing Macador's Newtown and Bessemer City this year. And, uh, mm. 
the the team is uh, looking forward to to taking on this new challenge, and uh, hopefully we can play on sub regional Tuesdays. Hopefully we can make it to this new area and prove a lot of people wrong. We you know already want to count us out early. Uh, all right, uh, Garrett. We're talking with Garrett Donaldson. Uh, you and I have a lot in common. Uh, I know your dad, and uh, I know if, if you took Todd out in the backyard and you played him in horse, you would whip him like I used to do my dad when I was your age. Uh, so if you guys go out and play, there's no chance that Todd has a chance to beat you, right? Because that's what happened at my house when I was growing up. If you want to be honest with you, Coach, I think Dad would probably beat me in a close one on horse. What? I'd have to give it to him. Get I, mean, it. I, I gotta be humble on this one. I think Dad would, would put a whooping on him. But he he talks a lot of trash, so his arrogance <laughs> may get to him. But Well, it's the same way at my place. I won every time. You know, he he gets on this show and tells a story. He doesn't tell the truth. Well, you know, we would shoot, he would try to, you know, tickle us right before we shoot, do all those crazy things. Now, I know your dad has you guys outfitted head to toe. Is there anything else you guys need there? I'm sure he's listening. Uh, what what else does, does, does Brookwood need out there to, to clothe this team this year? Because he, he's got all the connections, Garrett. Oh, Lord, what do we need? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you that I one. I can't believe you said he would beat you. Wow, mm, that's disappointing. Yeah. Can he He's shoot? He can shoot. Know. He can shoot. Oh, that's. I think he, he. He back in the day, he was a shooter. That's where I learned to shoot from, coach. Is that right? Is that right. Well, Garrett, we appreciate it. When when's your next game? I know you guys uh, had a, had a busy week this week. When do you guys play again? We played tomorrow at home against the West Blockton Tigers. Oh yeah, we just played West Blockton on. I just, as a matter of fact, uh, I talked to Coach Childers. We played West Blockton on Monday night. So good luck to you guys and. Uh, I really respect uh, your family. I respect you, and uh, I know great things are coming for you. What's your plan to uh, once you leave Brookwood after the season? What, what's your plan for next year? Uh, it's I'm planning on hopefully committing to a college for basketball. I want to I want to keep playing. I feel like that's where God's been leading me, and I'm hoping that I get that that opportunity. If I can help you at all, Garrett, let me know, and I'll see you. Uh, actually, we'll be out there in y'all's tournament, uh, so I'll see you out there. Tell your family who said hello. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. Thank I'll you. There's Garrett Donaldson. That's Thanks brought, a lot, Garrett. Yeah, that's brought to you uh, by the Brookwood and Joe Barger and those guys making that possible. But even if his dad would beat him, you can't say that, can you, Aiden? You got to say, I'm going to whip him in the backyard. So I don't know. His daddy must have been standing right there or something. No, you got to hold it down. That's a pride point. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, but he's a humble young man, as you could tell. He's president of the class out there at uh, Brookwood. And uh, a lot of kids in this area doing great things, and we love to promote them, and, and we enjoy promoting Brookwood every Thursday. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. Pick up and delivery, 205-391-0034. University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in Norport or Rice Mine Road, if you want to drop it there. Royal Cleaners. Tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you 205-391-0034. Tim Brando is next. This is a tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning with the Alabama Department of Public Health says that we are in the midst of a significant flu season. They're not exaggerating. All districts have seen flu cases with West Alabama being the most in the state. State Hospitals Association President Dr. Donald Williamson says he's concerned about the number of students out of class with the flu. Some schools have had to go virtual because of that. So far, there have been six influenza-associated deaths in Alabama, five non-pediatric, one Pediatric. I'm Don Hartley. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Congestion on 69 at Union Chapel. Lurling southbound slow toward downtown. And Skyland slow out at McFarland. Now, if you see other conditions, give us a call. 205-886-8886. Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer with a lifetime powertrain warranty. Go see them and grab a deal. I'm Captain Ray. This weekend, shop JCPenney for thousands of deals so low, no coupons needed. We got your holiday. No coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures stay below average through the weekend across Alabama. A sunny sky today, Tuscaloosa's high 50. We go below freezing tonight, clear with the low at 27. Tomorrow and Saturday, sunny both days. Highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 34 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I get right back to Alabama 1, the hotline. He's with uh, Fox Sports. Uh, we always enjoy having uh, Tim on with us. Tim Brando. Good morning, Tim. How you doing, sir? Hey, Tim. Oh, my goodness, the Sanderson's this morning. How you doing? We're good. We're doing great. Well, I, pr- I appreciate uh, you pre- I appreciate you being on. Uh, y'all, everybody loves to hear you. Um. Barry, my son's. I, I got something I want to say, but Barry, my son's got a question for you uh, about the transfer portal and the bowl games and the stupidity of the of the timing that they put for transfer portal. Go ahead, yeah, Jim. I just wanted to. I think the people making these decisions have never recruited, never coached, uh, don't follow the game as close as you do. When you put open up the portal on December the fifth. You're not going to have enough kids to play in the bowls, Tim. Uh, these guys, and, and so if you have 15 or 20 guys that are going to go in the portal, are you going to let them play in the bowl? <laughs> I, I, I just don't understand the people making these rules. And then when you have the signing date on December the 22nd, that's terrible for coaches. Now you got to fire these guys before the season's over, and you got to have somebody hired immediately. Just your thoughts on the timeline with all this stuff with college football, I, I think they're absolutely ruining it, and I think there'll be several teams pull out of the bowls because they won't have enough to play. 
Well, I mean, LSU last year barely had enough guys to, to go and play Kansas State, if you remember that. Sure. Um, it was a ragtag group that basically had walk-ons out there. you got to remember who's making the rules. It's the NCAA still involved with rules in a sport they don't govern. Yeah. <laughs> the regular season of college football and the future of college football, and this is what's great about you know the future, I think, is that the NCAA, which is admittedly decentralized, which is code for giving up, okay? They, they said, we, we're just, you know, incapable of, uh, of doing anything, so we're not going to try to govern it any longer. That's why NIL did what it did. That's why the portal became what it became. And, you know, this is all good for the future of the game in terms of where the sport is, where the players uh, now have a, a great deal more to gain from participating in college athletics. Um, Wimp can identify with this to some extent, I think. One of the great things about what's going on with regards to the portal and with, with um, NIL is that we've got college teams now made up of, in basketball, made up of 21, 22, 23-year-old guys. And we've got players like Oscar Seabway uh, opting to stay at Kentucky, not leave Kentucky, because there's there's money there. Yeah. Okay. There's an opportunity to, to have financial gain, all right, which is, which is ultimately good. But for college football, you know, basketball is still – that basketball is still governed to some extent more so by the NCAA because of what? The NCAA men's basketball tournament, okay? And that'll be the case until 2032 because that basketball contract with Turner and CBS runs that long, all right? So the NCAA does a really good job of, of running an NCAA tournament, which is worth billions of dollars. So the NCAA as a governing body is still going to be involved and, and does its best, I think, to to do what they believe is in the best interest of college basketball. But they certainly don't have the same regard for football. In fact, I think to the um, to the contrary, whatever they can do to make it worse on football, they will. Because they're still pissed off that they lost the Supreme Court ruling in 1984 that meant all of the money, all of the television revenue that was brought in for football would not come to the NCAA. Okay, when that happened, it meant they lost control of, of television rights, which was the cash cow for them. Okay, it lined the pockets of the people at that time in Shawnee Mission, Kansas, which is now Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, no, they don't care about... <laughs> The, the, you know, the rules that they put in place, they have no clue as it relates to, you know, what what kind of influence and impact it's going to have. And to their point, I guess that's just their way of, of making the sport look bad. And they're okay with that. Yeah. Uh, what needs to happen, and I think it will happen soon, fellas, the midterms are over. And uh, even though two... Uh, uh, and not one party does not have control of the House and the Senate. We do have uh, the you know more congressional seats belonging to uh, the Republican Party than we do 
uh, the Democrats. But I do think there are many Democrats, including Joe Manchin of West Virginia and several others, that do love college football and want to see something done to protect the sanctity of the sport. And um, you guys might want to reach out to, uh, uh, to Coach Tuberville because I think he, along with Manchin and a few others, are working feverishly to put together some legislation to regulate the portal and to regulate NIL in a way that will keep this thing from running off the grid, which is well potentially there. Uh, but that's something that you've got to be made aware of. Football and basketball fall into different categories. Yeah, all these schools now, and that, and and that's going to be the case until the NCAA tournament television contract run, runs its course in um, 2032. That's why you Whip, you no doubt heard about it because you talked to some coaches. I'm sure the talk well, of expanding the tournament is now becoming um, a hot topic yeah. now. I don't like that idea at all. And I think also in Tuberville's situation, you have you have part of the part of the people in the Congress uh, <laughs> don't understand, and the other right. part doesn't care. And right. So when you got somebody that doesn't understand and somebody that doesn't <laughs> care, uh, you got some troubles in voting. <laughs> no doubt well, about yeah, that. Yeah, but but understand this: one thing that that the the people that don't care have in common with those that do is the revenues generated by intercollegiate athletics for these institutions who certainly know how to spend money and 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 uh, and won't stop spending that money all right they they're, they're going to continue to need it want it and have to have it because of so many of the situations that we see currently you know uh, the dead money on on coaching contracts now i know the boosters take care of the majority of that that money and that's their right if they want to spend and 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 pay you know 80 million dollars for a guy not to coach god bless them they can do whatever they like but uh it's it's that kind of money that is spent uh that that runs them into a position where they need more money and more money and more money and and ultimately i think the good news is all right that we do have a an understanding that there are problems not necessarily with nil but with the portal and NIL, okay, the couple when you couple the two together, that's where the problems come. And and Barry, uh, how many times did you hear this when you were coaching? And you too, Wimp. Uh, who's in charge of these rules? Yeah. And then you find out, oh my God, how many <laughs> how many Division One college basketball people are in charge of its own rules? And a, a very small percentage. Yeah, and, and it's Division the same thing. Football, a very small percentage. Yeah, the same thing. With this this group of people that are on the football playoff committee, if that if that committee, if you look at that study, that committee, it's an absolute joke. It that's is not a football. There's one there's one football coach on there who used to coach. That's the biggest bunch of of, of uh, <laughs> people I've ever seen in my life. I mean, they're a cotton picking joke. <laughs> now, we only have now we don't have but one problem this year. Uh, so it's going as Barry and I've talked about. It's going to be easy. The only problem we will have this year, if Michigan uh, beats Ohio State 21-20, to do yep. they put Michigan and Ohio State in there and they leave out Tennessee? Right. Uh, that, that, that's, uh, that, that could come up, and that, that, that committee would, would know their – they don't know their whatever from the hole in the ground. <laughs> so uh, uh, they're, they're – he's, sugar, he's sugarcoating it today, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
and so uh, they they just yeah. don't. They don't. You, you look at their you get look at their credentials, and you haven't got anybody that knows knows what day it is. No, they're so. bureaucrats. They're all bureaucrats. They're they're college athletic bureaucrats. Is what they are. And and look, a, a lot of those people are, are friends of mine. People I know and like. You know, Boo Corrigan is Gene Corrigan's son. Gene was one yeah. of the most incredibly gifted and wonderful administrators ever. Uh, I worked with Boo's, uh, Boo's brother, uh, Tim Corrigan, when I was at ESPN years ago. He was a production assistant. He now produces the NBA on ESPN. It's a great family from wonderful stock. But I don't think that, you know, they're giving Boo a, a, a group of uh, talking points to respond to Reese Davis's questions every Tuesday night. And, mm. it's, and it's a joke. Terrible. You know, he had, oh, it's a joke. <laughs> Terrible. Had, it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I would talk with Tim Brando. I think they should put this rule in as well. What Lincoln Riley did, I don't blame Lincoln Riley because it's the rule. But if you change jobs and the player follows you, you got to sit out a year. Uh, so when Lane Kiffin, if he goes to Auburn, that running back for Pike's going to follow him right over there. If you make them sit out a year, those guys won't come. When they recruit all those guys with Oklahoma money and then you go to USC and pull all those guys with you, they don't have to sit out. I just don't think that's good for college football, Tim. Your your opinion on that? Well, yeah, again, I I I think that the 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 rule on that and the reason why it was uh, handled the way it was handled was because the NCAA felt like, okay, we're throwing up our hands. We've kicked the can down the road. We've done nothing on NIL. Go back to June 26th, Barry. That was when the Supreme Court ruled nine to nothing. Okay, against you know the NCAA and what it was trying to do in terms of maintaining uh, you know a sport without name, image, and likeness. They didn't do anything, and because they didn't do anything, the Supreme Court did what it did, and at that point, it became the wild, wild west. And coaches being able to, and it was well documented, coaches being able to pull up stakes whenever they wanted. Uh, and no one contesting anything they ever did. And the contracts with these guys, as you know, uh, being handled by agents who who make the the attorneys for the schools that that sign these contracts, you know, look like people that barely got out of law school. I mean, they're the most frivolous contracts ever written. So the coaches pull out whatever they want, and the players are like, "What? What? Well, then why not us? Why do we have to stay?" And so it became a push-pull, and, and that's why it was allowed. I, I don't know that that genie will ever get put back in the bottle, Barry. Yeah. I, I really don't. I I think that um, coaches have to bear the brunt of the wrath of the very fans who will, you know, uh, defend them until, you know, they leave. And then when they leave, uh, and there's no good exit route. Everyone gets crucified when they exit. Yeah. So if you're going well, to you're going to get hammered, you might as well take the stock of talent with you because you're going to get hammered anyway. Yeah. True. Well, the new the new coach at Ole Miss, if it were to happen that Lane Kiffin, I have no idea if he's going to go. <laughs> but if Lane Kiffin takes the quarterback or the running back, a good running back from Alabama, yeah. and the lineman with him to to. Uh, uh, Auburn, if that were to happen, then the new yeah. coach at Ole Miss is sitting there scratching his whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, T- Tim. If, if these guys, if you're if you're the coach of a of a Power Five team here, in December the fifth, you have all these guys going in the portal. Now you're gonna have a bucket of players, or you have some you don't want to lose. Some you're glad that they're in the portal. Yeah. Would you play them in the bowl? The guys that you wanted to save, would you would you play them in the bowl? The ones that you didn't want to save, tell them to get on out of there. How would you handle that uh, as far as the bowl game? I, I think it depends on how important the bowl is to the people that you're working for. And and the, the honest answer to that is, if it's not a playoff game, it's not deemed as important as it once was. Yeah. So, you know, no one really cares now whether you win even a New Year's Six Bowl game if it's not part of the playoff. You know, we we need to get to 12 in a hurry. Uh, and, and actually, I think that we're going to get to 16. By the time we get to 12, it'll turn into 16. Really? And, and the reason it's going to turn into 16 is because television is going to tell these, these, these administrators and everybody involved that if you don't have the top four teams involved in the first week, playing home games on campuses that this isn't worth what they think it's worth. Uh, it, it will be worth billion, billion, a billion dollars or more with, with an expansion to 12, but it will be worth more than just a billion. It'll be worth even more than that. If they have the top four teams playing in the first week. So teams one through four playing teams, 13, 14, 15, 16. Okay. That would be huge in terms of inventory and would would bring the kind of television rating that would warrant the kind of money I'm talking about bidding by the networks. And it's a foregone conclusion now that it will be two networks, most likely ESPN and the company I work for, uh, have, is splitting the rights. So that's what's out there. But if you don't have the top four teams involved, okay, then you're not going to get as much money. You're just not. So you wouldn't have to extend it by another week by having 16. You wouldn't. Uh, you know, in terms of how much time it takes to get, you know, the, uh, through the, the playoff, you wouldn't have to extend it another week at all. But you would make a hell of a lot more money. Uh, you got to remember, fellas, the semifinals of this 14 playoff, other than the game between Oklahoma and Georgia a few years ago at the Rose Bowl, have not been terribly competitive. Well, that's something that no doubt will be used from a metric standpoint by the, the executives in the television business to say, hey, 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 uh, listen, if you want the kind of money you're talking about, then we need to have the teams that have dominated uh, in our the top four playing home games, just like teams five, six, seven, and eight play home games that first week. And... Um, then you'll get even more revenue. So, I, you know, we're talking about the 24-25 season two years from now. That's what we're talking about. Uh, there's time to get that done, to move it from 12 to 16 by, by the time we get there. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense, Deb. Um, do, you think in, do you think with a close game with, with Michigan and Ohio State, uh, your guess, because your guess is better than anybody's brain. Uh, would it be two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams in the, in the final <laughs> four? 
Well, no, I don't think it will be because that would be the worst nightmare for the committee. Uh, I don't. Uh, is it possible? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's possible. Wimp, remember, and you, you, you were talking about the committee before, this is about brand names. It, it's all about brand names. And it's been that way. You know, I've been talking about this pure playoff privilege for such a long time, but that's just what it is, you know. Uh, Bama fan got pissed at me for saying that, but that's what it is. And and Alabama's still ranked higher than it should be. I mean, they are right now. <laughs> they are. But they're not yeah. going to get in the playoff but this year because they've well, got the two losses and who they lost to. But they're still yeah, ranked well, yeah. higher yeah, than I they understand. should be. All right, yeah. so... But now you're what do, you, you got to have Ohio State now, right? They're pure playoff privilege. Uh, to your point, if Michigan were to beat them by one point, would they find a way to get Ohio State in? Probably. It's an excellent point because Ohio State is the north of the Mason-Dixon line version of Alabama. They get the most TV ratings after Birmingham. Columbus, Ohio, is the highest rated city or college football television that there is. They can win by 70 points. And I know I had them against Toledo this year. That's one of the highest-rated games of the weekend, and it was a blowout. I mean, a complete yeah. blowout back in week three. And that's the only team but, they played all year, Toledo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they ain't played anybody all year. And they're a non-conference team pretty good, by the way, out of the back. Toledo's always good yeah. in that conference, so they blew them out. But here's the point. I, I, okay. Go ahead. You're looking at – you're looking at – Two SEC teams in all likelihood, Georgia, okay, and Tennessee. And if it's not, uh, if Georgia were to get upset by LSU, now we've got an issue. Now, now, now we've really got an issue, and you've got an opening that if Michigan and Ohio State played a really competitive game to your scenario, and it was twenty-one to twenty, they might have to take a look at Michigan, Ohio State. Why? Because Michigan yeah. is still a playoff privilege. They are a brand. They are a huge brand in college football. Tennessee has similar, okay, has similar love. The team that could get screwed here and cannot get screwed because the committee now has backed itself into a corner by ranking them where they are at this stage is TCU. But trust me when I tell you, if there's any possible way for TCU to get screwed, they will screw them. <laughs> yes, they can. All right, if there is yeah. any possible way for TCU yeah. to get screwed, they will screw them. I go no. back to the very first year of this godforsaken 14 playoff. TCU was number three in the country. They beat Iowa State on championship Saturday 55-3. to 55-3, to three. all right? But Ohio State beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game 49 to nothing. And Urban Meyer's team went from seven to four, and TCU went from three to six in the final yeah. round. Yeah, I can't remember oh. all that. I can't remember that. You're right, but it, it, TCU have a hard time getting it. But all that committee people, when they get ready to make all those decisions, most of them will be in at the toilet. They won't, they won't know how to make them. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Tim, let me ask yeah. you this, Tim, this last question. I know you got to get out. Yeah. When did yeah. – maybe I'm just old, but when – when did sports change? And I'm talking about TV and radio to where now we have all these people. There's no 
analysis whatsoever. It's just like, hey, you take one side, I'll take the other, and let's just argue about it. Uh, when they don't really believe what they're even arguing about, they don't even make sense. Why is that good TV and good radio now instead of having people on there that actually know what they're talking about breaking down the players in the games? Sadly, we can blame we can blame a political news program that used to be on CNN, and it became quite popular. Do you guys remember, this was 20-plus years ago, when CNN had the show Crossfire? Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> that's when it... That's when when sports found that that kind of uh, embrace debate television was working in politics. They decided to bring it to TV, oh. and and it was sort of this. Uh, and one of the reasons why they did it is because it's cheaper to produce. Okay, putting three guys or two guys between um, uh, a hot looking female. All right, uh, yelling across the table at one another became sports's answer at the crossfire, and and it did well. Okay, it did well, and it's cheap to produce. Unlike, uh, for instance, uh, television news gathering shows like Sports Center, you know, which dates back to my day at, at ESPN. Those shows cost a lot to produce. You have journalists, you have uh, a lot of camera people, you've got technicians, you've got research people all right, that are working to produce these shows, and it's costly. And when you're doing an opinion-based show with two guys and a good-looking woman in between, uh, you only need maybe three cameras to shoot the whole show, and you can go for an hour or hours on end and, and uh, produce it cheaply and make money off of it. Uh, I think that's just the culture that we live in today. We had, you know, a show like uh, Sports Reporters that was on that my my dear friend, the long lost John Saunders, who passed away a few years ago, mm. hosted and Dick Chap did before that on Sundays. That was the first show of that kind that sports went to. But those guys were on Sunday mornings and they were talking, you know, calmly and they were bringing. Uh, some history, and you might not have liked their their commentary, but their journalism backgrounds were tremendous. Okay, they knew what they were talking about. Even if you didn't like what they were talking about, they knew what they were talking about. Now you don't have to know; you can just be popular. Yeah. All you need to do is have have a following. If you've got over a million followers on um, on social media and a big mouth, you can say whatever you want. And people will will listen, and you'll get hit, and they'll social media will pick up on it and run with it. Uh, I saw something a clip overnight, and I listen. I I respect Stephen A. Smith and what he's accomplished. He's a great writer. Sure. I met him when he was in Philadelphia, and he was a tremendous writer. Uh, still is, and I respect what he's been able to accomplish at ESPN. He works day and night for them. He really does. He's a bulldog and works a lot. But when you use him as a pundit for college football, oh. he, he's completely See, see, this, see this, Smith? Do you like him? No, no, no. I'm saying he's completely miscast when you're using him for punditry on college football because he clearly does not know. But guess what? It's getting attention, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. All that matters 
is how much attention are you getting, not how much credibility you have when discussing these kinds of things. When he was tearing down TCU's schedule, I wanted to regurgitate. <laughs> I wanted to completely regurgitate when I saw that. And uh, I, I, I wrote that on social media before I went to bed last night, after I got back from my basketball game uh, at Seton Hall. I got another one tonight, by the way, uh, at St. John's with Nebraska. Really? And then Let I head on to Minnesota, the Frozen North, for Saturday's Big Ten football game. Somebody's got to win the Western Division of uh, – of the Big Ten. You need to get back to the South. Let me, say, yeah. let me say one thing to you before, before you go. I thank you so yeah. much for being on. I'll, I'll text you and thank you, but yeah. I don't I don't like increasing the NCAA tournament. I don't like <laughs> I don't like everybody playing, and I don't like increasing. You may like it because you're a media guy. No, I, I don't. I can't no. I, don't I, like I, I, I think the tournament is perfect. It doesn't. The one thing that we do have right in college basketball is the tournament. And yeah. uh, but it hurts well, you. It hurts you with the regular season games during the yeah. season. That, that's where it yeah. Hurts well, you. the regular season's already been hurt. Why would you want to kill it? Okay, yeah. I, I'm with you there Thank completely. You. Yeah. yeah, me and you. Me wait, and a you wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you two just agree on something? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, wow. We, we, we always agree. He likes wow. me because I don't always agree. He likes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will have him do a wimp impersonation next time we have him on. Cause I know I've seen him do it, and he can do it. So, Tim, thank you very much, my man. Appreciate Thanks, you. Tim. Appreciate it. Great job. Thank you, fellas. Great to be on. It really is. And say hello to all my buddies there in Alabama for me. You ain't right? got many. You ain't got many. Yeah, that won't. That won't take long. No, hey, it won't just matter like you like me. That's right. That's, yeah, right. that's right. Thanks, Tim. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right, uh, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Clover and Hayes. Prince Clover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys and attorneys that know the law, know the changes in the law at 345-1234. Prince Clover and Hayes have been with Barry and I since day one, and they can help you if you need help, whether it be kinfolk, somebody on the highways, a next-door neighbor, a problem that you really don't know how to handle. You can call them at that number, 345-1234. And they will do a terrific job in, in getting uh, uh, information and, uh, and so forth uh, to you. So um, be sure that uh, you do that. And then you go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them again. And while I'm doing the commercials, I do want to mention Constant Companion Animal Hospital at uh, the Narrows at 635-0313. Now, let me tell you something. If you want fifty percent off, they want new business because they just opened this place up. You want you want fifty percent off on the first visit. You go by there and tell Doctor Foster you heard on this show. I don't care whether you got a parrot or a, or a cat or a dog, whatever you got, you get fifty percent off on the visit. So do that at six three five zero three one three. Tell him you want the Wimp Sanderson special. When he says fifty percent, right. say no. Wimp told me he got it free. You listen to one hundred point nine. Uh, it's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide jumped to number 8 in this week's college football playoff rankings. The team also ranks number 8 in this week's AP poll. The Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team picked up a huge win against South Alabama on Tuesday night, 65-55. to Javon Quinterly won the Hard Hat Award, and Alabama is now 3-0 on the season. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. 
ask big. Have you seen our artisan-created diamonds? If you've been in a room with one, you can't miss it. Tom Osmond from Fincher and Osmond. Coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures stay below average through the weekend across Alabama. A sunny sky today, Tuscaloosa's high 50. We go below freezing tonight, clear with the low at 27. For tomorrow and Saturday, sunny both days. Highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 36 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Head coach Nate Oates shared his thoughts after Alabama men's basketball picked up a 10-point win at South Alabama on Tuesday. I mean, it's a good road win. It's our first uh, road game of the year. Uh, you know, offensively, we were not very good for large stretches of the game, way too many turnovers, and, uh, you know, didn't hit a shot for a while there. Offensive rebounding saved us, which it's done for a good part of the year, particularly the first game in this game. So it's huge. Clowney to get eight, eight offensive boards himself and 15 rebounds, you know, that was huge. I mean, that's why he's in the starting lineup because he plays so hard and he rebounds the ball. But uh, offensively, we've got a lot of work to do. We, we just, we're not anywhere close to where we're going to be, where we need to be. I'll have more in a moment. At CBNS Bank, we've been into meeting the needs of our customers since 1906. Whether you're buying a home or auto or consolidating debt, CBNS Bank's personal loans are on point or setting new business goals. Our lineup of commercial loans can help you achieve them. At CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and even prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. All loans subject to credit approval, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Join us tonight for Hey Coach and the Nick Saban Show, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill at 6.30 p.m. Central. Chris Stewart hosts, and tonight he'll cover the latest Alabama news, plus visit with head coach Nick Saban. Hey Coach is available to listen to across the radio network, will be streamed live on our Facebook page, and will also be available on demand on our Alabama Insider podcast. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. A good look in Thursday morning. Now, we do see congestion on some of our major arteries. Just drive carefully. Be patient. If you see conditions, give me a call. Townsend Nissan has a spectacular selection just in time for the holiday season. Go see them. You'll save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. This weekend, shop JCPenney for thousands of deals so low, no coupons needed. We got your holiday. 100.9. We don't smoke marijuana.
Welcome back to Inside Lugger Wayne's Pest Control, serving 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. 866-WAYNES-1 to get $60 off your initial Pest control service. So Tim Brando said, get two guys up there and put a hot girl in between them, and that sells. Uh, he's probably right. Uh, and that seems that's what sports talk has gone to now. Just get two guys up there, put a hot girl in between them. You take one side, I'll take the other. We won't, neither one of us know what we're talking about, and we'll just scream about it. And uh, that's what Stephen A. Smith does. Now, he does work hard, but golly. And then that other guy that they have on there that has that show on the SEC network, he tries to do things just to go against what everybody else thinks, whether he believes it or not. And that's what, unfortunately, it's come to these days. Do you remember Crossfire? You're too young to remember Crossfire, Aiden. Actually, Barry, I was going to ask you if you remember what killed Crossfire. <laughs> I and I think they need a John Stewart moment on one of these shows. Yeah, I don't know. All right, that's it for today's show. We're going to get out of here and make way for the Gary Hare show. I'm sure Gary will have a lot of different opinion than ours, but uh, that's what makes the world go around. Everybody has different opinions. Alabama won. They got the Black Wednesday sale coming up uh, next Wednesday, six days away. So five days, 23 hours, and one minute you can get – Great rates on your auto loan, personal loan, recreational vehicles. They start at 7, and each hour uh, the rate will increase just a little bit. So the earlier you apply, the better the rate. Go to www.alabama1.org to learn more about this great service and product right there. All right, that's it for today's show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.